For those of you looking to join Loot Crate, we have a special promo code for this our very podcast. If you go to lootcrate.com backslash meltcast, use the promo code meltcast3, and that will get you the promotion that is most current for Loot Crate. Check it out, lootcrate.com. everyone and welcome to melcast 3.0 oh, oh 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 the obligatory post election episode i'm sick i didn't mean it to sound so grave at the start even if the results were what they were <laughs> but i i'm sick and uh, i'm going to try to be as announcery as uh podcasty as derek as possible um but i've been kicking this since before election night mm. um and it's been an interesting i only ever get sick honestly honestly every four years and it's and it's synced up with election cycle and uh, the previous two went my way and i was just fine but i was still sick for those yeah. but i honestly only ever get sick every four years i don't know what the deal is are you sure? I'm serious. I'm serious. Knock on wood that it's not like more frequently, but I I am very fortunate in that I have a good immune system that I've inherited from my dad, who I swear to God, I've only seen him take maybe two sick days hmm. in my entire life. It's crazy. Sorry to cut away real quick, but always, now more than ever, Yes. now that I'm questioning everything, Yes. where does knock on wood come from? Where does I, knock on wood come from? Uh, why, do, why do we say that? Why would? You know what? I do believe in my um, technology and my times. <laughs> and I think if I urban dictionary um, origin of knock on wood or Google it, mm. it'll come up. So uh, kill air and mention who is the music that's playing downstairs. I actually have no idea. I was kind of wondering about that. Do you know? Because it, it's in Tarmantown, right? There's music. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure people can hear it. There's music going on in the background a little. It's not crazy loud. But uh, I I've, I don't know. I have... Is this real? We're recording this on a Sunday night, which is uh, Harmontown's Harmontown. weekly night. The first possible origin of knocking on wood is that it's a much more laid-back version of the ruckus that pagan Europeans raised to chase away evil spirits from their homes and trees or to prevent them from hearing about and ruining a person's good luck. Hmm. That, that sounds this is from, accurate. Yeah. <laughs> sounds believable. <laughs> God, listen to that, people. Listen. There it is. Um, that's from a Mental Floss article. Oh, okay. I, so, I mean, that's... I only just read a Cracked article that I enjoyed. I don't usually... Sometimes on movies, I feel like Cracked's pretty on point, but <laughs> there was a political crack that I read because um, obviously we're consumed by this election season. Yeah. Uh, 
that's a sickness I'm also getting over. Which is which also ties into me. I was already feeling a little. I wasn't feeling questionable, but I was feeling yeah. inquisitive about a lot of things before and now more than ever because uh, lots of stuff going on, a lot of articles being <sighs> flown around, Man. and I'm guilty of also retweeting a lot of stuff, but yeah. na- the past few days, more than ever, reading a lot of articles on a lot of websites I've never heard of before, and yeah. it's, it's uh, making me dig more into what I'm reading more so than before. So it's it's interesting because I was like, man, I think, God, the fucking Daily Show, they they live within, you know, the political uh, backdrop and they have to make us laugh and make us think about it. I was sort of like, sometimes I view comic books as commentary and people are reading comic books as commentary. People might be listening to a podcast uh, about comic books for escapism, though. And I was sort of like, I I don't know how to, I don't know what to, I was like, that's why I started at the top of the hour. This is obligatory. It's just like a, Mm -hmm. there's there's plenty of books that came out. There's also, but there's also pretty uh, inherent political, well, I guess not. Now, now there is, there was, I don't think there always was, but now there is. Yeah. That's, that is a story that I forgot to bring up, but I'm just reminded of. What's that? Of, um. The Frank Cho, Greg Rucka, Wonder Woman. Oh yeah, debacle. What was the debacle? Oh well, then here we go straight into let's do that. Common, it's comic news. I think Greg Rucka is writing Wonder Woman now, right? Uh, last or I was? checked, yeah. Uh, and then they recently did a bunch of variant covers. Uh, and did one of them not make the grade? Uh, Frank Cho did a few, uh, which Greg Rucka was not okay with so really? he, he'd like he, I think he had they had like planned him to do like six or seven but he only did three and then quit because he was like fuck fuck Greg Rucka I don't want to like he's if he doesn't want my shit then fuck him huh wow uh, I had not heard of this one of the rumors was uh, that DC's planning a Wonder Woman comic with Frank Cho and it's uh, my my source here is bleeding cool. I don't know okay. who, who you know. That, hey, that's a, that's another... having a source is almost better sometimes than what I do. Yeah, well, that's but, well now that's like that's requ- that's required now yeah. in our current pol- for sure yeah world. Uh, that's my source, and a lot of and they pulled from Twitter a lot of people's tweets. Yeah, that are oh, God. I hate I hate team hashtag team days, but team Rucka or team Cho. Oh, uh, Jesus Christ. And so, because uh, I I do think Frank Cho's a great artist. I like his style, but it, he does tend to lean not at the, I don't, not nearly as far as Milo Minara, but in a, yeah. like a sexy way, sexier than they should be. So like one of the covers, the, his last cover he did for Wonder Woman is her in a pose with the skirt uh, and they show the original art versus what came out on the cover and the original art is slightly bigger to where you can see like the skirt doesn't really cover her butt I think she's like wearing shorts or underwear underneath but Frank Cho was like fuck what the fuck you don't that's not she doesn't wear that that's not my Wonder Woman though Frank Cho or Greg uh, Rucka Greg Rucka okay yeah Uh, so it's uh, it's split up it's split people up but one of the tweets that I read in this article was uh, like 
fuck SJWs, stay out of comics. Oh, what the God. fuck? That's yeah. Wonder she is on the Justice League. She is yeah. a warrior for justice. Yeah. Like that And what? that sucks because because I thought I thought I thought Pants Wonder Woman looked kind of ridiculous. It wasn't like such a big deal. I just think it was like, well, ho- wait a second. She's an Amazonian. It's just really weird to put her in pants. Like even in 300, they almost wore that. And like men also wore like a a warrior skirt. Mm. You know what I mean? Like it just the the pants was a bit much. There was one cool. There was something like right around the time I think of Convergence, where they gave Wonder Woman this really cool. I mean, she was clothed neck to foot with like swords that kind of popped out of her like uh, gauntlets mm. that I thought looked cool and looked like it could be uh, uh, not quite the pants that was like I don't know t- what what that would be like twenty eleven maybe even earlier than New Fifty Two, but. Uh, this that's kind of disheartening because the trailer for Wonder Woman looks so fucking good that's like don't drop the ball like don't drop the ball on this like understand that <clears throat> if you strip away some of the clothing but she still is believed as a Amazonian warrior and a diplomat and you're you're putting that at the forefront of everyone's mind and not trying to like uh make her a sex object good on you but if you start to dabble and well can we make her sexy again it's just like oh this is just doesn't feel like the time at all that you should be asking that question because <laughs> everyone's so ready for a wonder woman that kicks ass and and has some grace about her mm-hmm. you know what i mean so that that's disappointing to hear and that's yeah i mean when you brought up the sjw comment uh, you're right that that showing up in comics i mean that can happen that that it's it's not terrible that something like that gets brought up, but it's almost like not. It's it, in a way I'm also like no, go away, because comics is not a. It just shouldn't be a place for infighting. Mm-hmm. It shouldn't. It should. It's it's about our ecosystem is about hey, and any way in which you hope to be represented, we. It's almost a challenge for us here in Meltdown. It's like, oh. You you don't feel like you your demographic is represented here. Let me lead you to where it actually is, mm. and that's a that's a fun, really cool challenge that I almost don't know any other pop culture that gets to still have that sort of like let me lead you to exactly what you didn't think existed. Mm. Um, so that's upsetting. Um, in terms of other. Before we get into the political stuff, because yeah, I like yeah. I I don't we're not a political podcast. I don't want to like front load it. If With, people are coming here for exact, I yeah. you were doing something completely different from me yesterday and the night before. I believe oh, I didn't go yesterday. Oh, you didn't end up no, going I yesterday. Ended up going. But you you went a, another time. So last night I went and I saw um, Arrival. Mm. Um, I've heard nothing about great things. Yeah, and and everyone is is pretty right in in asserting that um it was at the same time it was the same day as um protests and LA's big big one yes protests. yes yeah. which in a way i i do wish i w- would have been a part of but I, I i think anyone that's been listening with enough longevity knows yeah Derek kind of really sounds sick right now <laughs> um uh it, i i I felt just weak and drained from actually having a sickness and then 
the reactions to it. I, I didn't go to it, and I did a rare thing, which is I actually opted for a tiny sliver of escapism because I already had planned on that, whether the election went away I, I thought was going to or didn't think mm-hmm. was going to, um, and I saw Arrival. And I enjoyed it a lot. Um, I think everyone's performance is great. I think stylistically it's great. Um, I, I think it's really awesome that I got to see 2001 with you and mm-hmm. and have that sort of in a, a at the forefront of my mind when I went into the theater on this one because there's moments of 2001 where they have really eerie music mm. and that happens in Arrival. There's, huh. there's never really a point where you're scared you're 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 in it for moments of like suspense, but there's never points you're scared. But the movie is so, or the uh, music is so creepy. Mm. It was it was really interesting. Like every every time they did a wide exterior of the ship, um, just to show you the scope of their ship, the fact that it had almost no detail. It's just this thing, um, and uh, really made you just unnerved by it all. Um, but yeah, the message is really powerful. Um, about communication, um, about us getting over our shit, um, about not assuming the worst of, of people who might, or beings that might arrive. Um, I don't want to give too much away because I do think, I do think there's a lot to give away and the ending, they're, they're, they're working towards an answer. Hmm. What are your intentions here? Um, and, why ha- why have you come here? Um, and it's 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 interesting because it it they break down how hard it is if you're trying to communicate to someone to make them understand what a question is, mm-hmm. um, your intentions of asking the questions, what you're hoping to hear or hoping to have relayed. So it's it's it was very interesting to look at it from a linguistic side, mm-hmm. and it um it it does talk a lot about. Um, uh, language and one of the most interesting things that um, without spoiling really anything is um, they the aliens don't usually write but it happens to be the way in which things are communicated because the humans wouldn't be able to vocalize any of the sounds that, mm-hmm. that they're doing and so there's like a it was a cool thing that it was kind of like the aliens being like Oh, they're still doing this. They're still writing to communicate. So, so they'd write, and they did. They kept doing symbols that look like the uh, uh, ring uh, um, that a coffee mug leaves on a table, and uh, and the, and different variations on that. Um, but the ring of it, the symmetrical ring of it, or the asymmetrical ring, was always meant to almost all of their words, all of their symbols are in a way a palindrome Mm. because as a whole, the alien race, um, I'll say experiences forwards and backwards the same. Mm. That's, that's, there's more I could say. I don't want to, but play with that for all you people who haven't seen it yet. Um, And then there's, there's a big reveal at the end, and it's a really heartfelt and touching, like sort of like bittersweet, like oh, retrospective. Um, <coughs> that makes me want to go back and watch the movie again. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and it's not like an inception like what no way moment but it is it is like a uh, like as soon as you realize and that's really cool because for a film that's all about communication it is kind of like a the play on arrival is when you arrive to the point when you arrive to the understanding it's a it's a moment mm-hmm. and um it can be experienced forwards and backwards. So that's that's what I'll say. Uh, for I hate Rotten Tomatoes. I think it's a really broken system, and I I think all the trolls online that are like, no, no, it's actually one of the most complex and like best ways to go about it. It's like flawless. Really, every Des- Disney movie deserves a hundred percent. Every Disney movie deserves a hundred percent. I think it's very broken. But for once, I was like, yeah, I could see how like everyone's unanimous. This is a really good movie to see. Um, so that's. That's what I did last night. Yeah, I I generally don't like to read movie reviews, though I have a handful, not even a handful, just play, think, I guess a handful of, of people I trust that are like, okay, I know your taste, I know what you like, we have similar interests, I'll take your word on this. Yeah. Uh, and I feel like that's that's a good way of... In terms of entertainment, uh, finding what you like. In the same way that we uh, have become really polarized uh, in in so many regards, I think I'm past the point of caring too much about reviews because Mm -hmm. I don't think we have an Ebert anymore. Mm -hmm. We don't have somebody that's approaching it like, I just, I love movies and I... I want to talk about them, and I have, with the exception. I mean, he takes some shots every, every once in a while. Like he ripped apart Deuce Bigelow, male gigolo. But it's kind of like, yeah, like you, <laughs> you approach the art form of cinema like that. Uh, yeah, expect a few shots to be uh, taken. But for the most part, I felt like he was like, I have no skin in the game. I don't want to like rip a film apart. I just want to critically talk about it and i think we've with the troll nature of things um i think people enjoy ripping films apart Mm -hmm. and i it's like you're not coming at this from a very objective like you know it is a subjective medium um but i don't think you're being you, you you are really coming in with an agenda and it rings very clear you know what i mean yeah. and and that's probably because i'm just still bitter about batman for superman um and will never recover but i think is an example of one of those like everyone just loved sipping the haterade and i mean i yeah i i still well i guess i haven't thought about it but i am rem- reminded of it now thinking like i did go into it with low hopes but i guess really hoping for it to prove me wrong, and uh, there's stuff that was good, mm-hmm. but it, there's still truly some... stuff that was like, yeah. fuck, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And uh, and um, a very interesting fact. Uh, I don't know if anyone else saw. There was um, uh, article. I I don't remember the source. I saw it. Um, Suicide Squad uh, came really close, actually, after its domestic run um, to the same making the same amount of money as Batman vs Superman, which. Which no one wants. No one wants to like really tip the cap, but actually, since Man of Steel, the DC movies have been uh, returning really well. Mm. Um, 
Whereas Marvel, because it's like shotgunning out things, yeah, that it's easier to like pick and choose. Whereas Marvel, Marvel, when DC puts something out, it's like that's DC's my thing. We're gonna, yeah, because they're, yeah, yeah, yeah. and uh, and also just like they compared it to once Marvel got the ball rolling, and 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 you could say, well, we we as a society, it hadn't been become such a staple in the earlier part of Marvel's rollout. But uh, I don't know if that's true. But basically, I thought that was amazing for an ensemble that people virtually know almost nothing about, with the mm-hmm. exception of maybe Harley Quinn um, and knowing that Batman was going to pop up for a second. I thought that was great. So um, even though it was also kind of a mixed bag, um, I was I was uh, happy to hear that. Um, but that also <laughs> being said... Uh, also touching on movie reviews uh i mean i know we we ripped those movies apart but that's because we're a comic book podcast yeah i i I hate i would never judge a comic book movie on the same scale i would judge a movie that i felt was god it it, will i know it's hard to say because i mean it's all art yeah. There are movies that are like, okay, you're legitimately trying to make art with this movie, whereas comic book movies are like, oh, it's there's stuff to say in there, but it's still like action movie. I'm still expecting. Oh it's, yeah, it's, yeah, it's, yeah. It's, 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 well, that's the thing is like, I, I, I tell everyone, I go in to the Marvel movies not looking to hate them, mm-hmm. and I actually I don't really walk out being like grumbling about anything. Because I go in being like, I don't expect too much. I really don't. Like, especially especially with Marvel. I don't. Like, they're very happy in their formula. You know what I mean? They're very happy in their formula. And I'm not going to fault them for that. If you find a formula that works and people feel safe within the formula and they're not, like, they don't get completely bored with it, then... I'm not going to raise a, a stink. It's just when people all of a sudden become overly critical in the same like in the same genre, just a different camp. I'm just mm-hmm. like, Ugh, give me a break. So, but anyways, that's rehashing things that anyone that's been listening knows over and over again that I'm always going to take that stance. Um, what do you have anything else um, comic book related? Uh, oh yeah. So Doctor or, Strange, speaking of yes, Marvel movies. Yeah, I knew there was... Yeah. Uh, which could also... God. Uh, first, I, for reading reading your aura right now, you enjoyed it, but I think it. this is me completely speculating. Because this one was a little closer to your chest, you maybe came in with that critical sort of like... No, Guardi- you know? Guardians taught me not to do that. <laughs> oh really? Yeah, because well, I, I mean, I still love Guardians, but I, in my mind, had hyped it so so much that I was like, okay, yeah, that was a good movie. Uh, oh, interesting. I, I didn't leave like joyous. I was like, well, now I just feel satisfied. Interesting. Because yeah. you were so stinking pumped for it. Yeah, got it. Um, I it it's more that I enjoyed enjoyed God. enjoyed I enjoyed Doctor Strange so much. It's just uh. I ended up seeing it twice. Nice. 
The second, I haven't seen it, by the way, everyone, but I'm always late to the game. <laughs> Yet for something that's sort of a low, uh, slow burn sci-fi, I'm like, yeah, 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 I want to go. Oh, well, yeah. I, oh, fuck, I want to see Arrival. Yeah, but uh, definitely go see it. But you, So you saw it twice. Second time being, uh, I bought my tickets Tuesday morning for 1030 at night on Tuesday, uh, being very confident and like, it's going to be fine. Yeah. Uh, so went into Doctor Strange feeling pretty grim and then came out of Doctor Strange into a much grimmer world. Really? Uh, yeah. Uh, in what, in in that, like we went in and you know, the, the votes were still being counted. Oh, oh, I missed, I I missed what Tuesday. Yeah. yeah, I went in to like, and I was expecting like. To have no worries other than just enjoying yeah. this movie, yeah. But I walked into it with this harsh reality, thinking like of the world being like, "Oh my god, yeah." There's, I mean, I'm still good. I'm gonna try and enjoy this movie, but there's uh, not. I mean, it, it's so insignificant now, yeah, compared to what's right. happening right. outside of the state. Yeah, it's funny because every movie that has an advertisement right now, I just thought. I feel so bad for you guys that you thought it was a good idea to do that in your election season. Yeah, everything. Because, like, I I had also bought tickets to a comedy sh- show on Wednesday that I, I, I went to and I enjoyed with thought, like, fuck, this is... And then Grant Morrison did a signing at, Mel- at Meltdown. Yeah, uh, I saw that. I was like, oh, fuck, man. Oh, man. Oh, God, it's it so low-key. It was a, Yeah, it was very low-key. But I also thought, like, damn it. I, like, I just feel so bad for all of this because... The there, it's not anyone's fault for planning on it, but yeah. man, what a bad time! Yeah, yeah, and uh, and so when you saw it the second time, did that? I, I did you bring? Did you come out with more joy or no? Because oh. uh, that's <laughs> at the end of the movie is when I found out that he had won, and I saw it at the El Capitan yeah. in Hollywood, yeah. which is right across the street from Donald Trump's star on the Walk of Fame. We had a small crowd of fans just staring at his little stupid star. <coughs> God. Uh, so it was a uh, not a. I mean, I, st- I still enjoyed the movie. I did manage to like forget about it from a lot of it, but there were still parts where, like, I was. So I managed I'm, to take I'm myself. I'm confused. Out. Tuesday night was that the second time you saw it? Second time I saw it. I saw. So- I had seen it. I think Friday. Before? Oh, right, right, because that makes sense, because, yes, that's when it was released. Okay, mm. got it. So uh, so then that first time, what did you think? So uh, being that you didn't have a... A, uh, a, a uh, world on fire? Yeah, some <laughs> looming cloud. Uh, I liked it a lot. Uh, I, I, it hadn't even occurred to me until I saw Scott Derrickson, the director's tweet, that he retweeted mm-hmm. was somebody somebody tweeted at him saying like uh like thank you this is the first movie i've watched in a long time long time god what's wrong <laughs> first movie i've watched in a long time with no guns in it because there's no guns in it and i thought oh my god oh interesting that's that is true when you're it's, when you're fighting with hand chakras why would you need to exactly but even yeah. like <coughs> i was thinking back on the other movies and you know you can think of the hulk who doesn't use guns, but right. there's still guns yeah, shooting there's, at yeah. him, whereas the movie has zero, zero bullets nice. Good. flying. Uh, and I thought that was really interesting. Uh, I liked it a lot. Uh, it's not... Um, 
I'm not excusing it, but there is one line that they, I don't know if it was in there before or they added it later, kind of explaining the ancient one, uh, the white, not whitewashing. Oh, okay, yes. uh, But it's like they talked about how there's a a long line of ancient ones. Mm -hmm. There are more before this one. Yes. Uh, And all we know about her is that she's Celtic and something, something. So I was like, okay, so that must imply that there's a variety of, and she just, you know, happened to, to Mm. be the next in line. Interesting. Is it, is it like a, the ancient one, are they, are they referring to the same consciousness in different bodies or is the ancient one? It's just that she's old. And then that's, kind of becomes part of the story is that you find out how she managed to live so long okay uh it's i mean i if i if i hadn't seen it i would feel like it's a spoiler but it's definitely not a spoiler it was a pleasant surprise to find out how much dormammu is in this movie okay yeah which i heard and i saw some pictures and i was like oh shit i should stay away from this yeah um but yeah that's really cool because about the only thing i know is dormammu mindless ones Hand chakras and uh, cape and yep. and the eye. Also, they never mention chakras other than when he says, "I don't believe in chakras." Yeah, yeah. Which, by the way, like I mean, I think I've said this before. He does a fantastic Hugh Laurie impression. And it was I for the long. He sounds was, just like Hugh Laurie's house. He does. He's like, I don't believe in chakras, and I'm a metal t- medical doctor. Like that's that's what he sounds like to me, and for, that's also one of the, like the. First and he's playing a I, doctor, so I was kind of like, "Holy <laughs> shit!" After I was like, oh, "That's you're not it's, even being like, you're not even trying to hide it." Pretty on the nose, yeah. But I, that is something. <laughs> Once the movie started, I thought, "Oh no, he has an American accent," mm-hmm. and immediately forgot about it. It did not bother me whatsoever. Oh really? Yeah. Which I was. I thought maybe that's just me being a dummy, like a yeah. Because I, well, I don't I'm, think you're a dummy. But, yeah. More in that, like I'm, I'm pretty easily swayed by a lot of movies. Right. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, sometimes, um, sometimes uh, there's some really bad accents that you're like, oh, I can't. Oh God. Like there's, um, I don't. If you're a Guillermo fan, then you have you watched any of the strain on TV? I've only seen the first episode. Okay. It's okay. Pauline and I like. It's it's really junk food TV for us. Like we watch it, and Guillermo's influence on it, the world is actually so fucking cool. But there's there's a lot of cheese, a lot of cheese to it. Um, that it's like such a. So I'm so split. There's times where I'm like, we've we've since stopped watching it, but it was because she got a little ahead of me actually, and I fell mm-hmm. behind, and then. And then she stopped watching. So it was kind of like, but but yeah, Guillermo's influence is amazing, but it's just it's it's really freaking cheesy sometimes. And there's sometimes where I'm like, why would you? No human behaves that way. <laughs> no one behaves that way. They they had their ancient one, the one the the one um, the vampire, the controller, yeah. the yeah, basically on the ropes. He's out in the sun and he's like, oh my god, and. The like Van Helsing like figure is basically taking the longest time to say by the grace of God and get his sword and like stab him and finish him, and they just watch him 
like scale down a building and get away. It was like oh, fucking hell. It was it was just like you no, you wouldn't take that time monologuing for once a hero does that and I'm just like you're an idiot and I am not invested. But the it's it is a cool show. The reason that I dig- digressed in this way is because there's an actor in it that usually I I like him. I can't remember his name. Is the, he the one that's also in Ant Man? Uh, no, no, no. Corey Stolt. No, he's he's great. Oh, he's okay. great. It's just kind of also like, why are you putting him in a wig? You could have had a bald Corey Stolt from the beginning. I've heard a lot of people complain about his wig, but I'm and also he, not good at identifying wigs. He loses it. Yeah, yeah. I'm not either because I thought that was his actual hair in uh, Midnight in Paris when he had a wig mm-hmm. as Hemingway. Um, and I remember being like, oh, I wish I had a haircut like that, and then found out it was a wig. Um, but, uh, yeah, no, he, there's a point where he, like, has to go incognito, and he shaves his head, and it's like, finally, <laughs> finally. So there's just so many moments of that, but there's the there's um a character actor in it that's playing, like, a Eastern European immigrant um, exterminator, and this actor played the blob, in X-Men Origins. Oh. He's got really like a low voice. An you intense know. face. Yeah, 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 exactly. And he's in it. It's the worst accent I've ever heard in my life. Ever. Ladies and gentlemen, the house is now open for Harmontown. Um, it, it, it's just, it's a really bad accent. And, and, and he looks pretty actually smarmy in it. And they've made him look that way. I'm not like judging him as a human being. Mm-hmm. But they make him look... I think pretty just like scoundrel like and not in a Han Solo way, just like truly a scoundrel. And he's irresistible to women. And it's like, and and like Pauline's like, no, like why? Like you can't just like, you can't fake everyone out like that. Like, look at that. Women aren't just going to fall at his feet because you have to like explain why, or you have to actually have him charm them. Anyway, watch the strain because it's, it's almost like, uh, a a current a current how did this get made like still like asking in the, in the making yeah like in the making the present day like how did this get made but at the same time is brilliant in a way because it's Guillermo mm-hmm. um, though Guillermo but also not entirely Guillermo <laughs> no 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 it's yeah, not yeah, yeah. no 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 and that's why I'm saying like mm-hmm. in the capacity he was involved I see what's so awesome about it and I could see him being like this is the groundwork I want to lay. You guys take over. And it's it's enough not him that all the blame can't be placed on him at all. Yeah. But what's cool about it, he can actually take praise for it. And speaking of Guillermo, yes. uh, I might I'm sure I'm not mixing these up, but I uh I believe they've started filming Pacific Rim 2, which he's not directing, but is obviously a big part of. Yeah. Um and he has finished, I think, filming his next movie, which is called The Shape of Water. Ooh. I know nothing about it. Interesting. All that it's been filmed now. Nice. Very nice. Um, I can feel my voice fading. Um, so I'm going to take a break and ask you. You actually, I think we can now shift into, unless there's one last pop culture thing you want to say before we shift into political land. Uh oh. Uh, you know, shit. I don't think I watched the new Rogue One trailer either. Was there an actual new one that in the past week? 
I might be wrong. Damn it. Sometimes or you maybe it's some, maybe since our last time that yeah. we recorded. So maybe. Um since maybe I'm wrong. Sometimes YouTube is just like, hey, watch this one, and I'm like I'm like, oh like it gives me updates now saying like make sure you don't miss this and I'm like I think I watched this one already. I get that from Facebook, and it drives me nuts. <coughs> like, oh, check out what... Uh, You've already checked out. Or no, just like, it It informs me when somebody has made a post. Mm, yeah, it's yeah. Like, I don't... I yeah, mean, yeah. I don't need this email. Um, I'm, I'm excited for Rogue One. I, mm? I'm, I'm excited for uh, Fantastic Beasts. I'm really excited for um, Hacksaw Ridge. I've heard of this. Um, that's a Mel Gibson film with Andrew Garfield about the conscientious objector in World War II that said he didn't want to fight with a gun. He wanted to just save people. Um, because I think that's that's really important. In the same way you were saying thank you for making a film um, about uh, where, where guns aren't present. I get that this is a war, war film in World War II where people did actually use guns. But at a really crucial point to make someone be like especially especially when you think of like that was a war where mm, how do I word this how do I word this uh, okay let me rewind a little bit forget all the ways in which I was trying to preface this um, uh, he is a devout Christian that's established in the trailer Mel Gibson? No, no. Well, oh. yeah, 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 yeah. Andrew Garfield, the character that he's playing, and and the the thing that I've always thought in the back of my mind, the middle of my mind, the front of my mind, is how did people during the time of World War II consider themselves good Christians and defy God in killing? And Andrew Garfield's character says uh i need to stick to what i believe and i have been told by the word of god that thou shall not kill it's the first the first commandment is it i'm such uh, a bad i'm have, such a no very idea. loose yeah. methodist background um but it's it's uh, i imagine it's a priority uh, it's, it's it's definitely on there yeah it's definitely on there um, it's in the tablet <laughs> and and so yeah, this is an interesting, uh, under, true historical understanding of um, a man saying, like, look, this is what I've been told and this is what I believe and I understand the hellfire I'm about to walk into, but my my faith in God is why I believe I can do this without a gun. And uh, NPR spoiled it for me. They didn't even say spoiler in that they... It's a true story, though, right? Yeah, it's a true right. story. And I, and Mel Gibson, which take Mel Gibson however you want to take him, he said I left out parts because of how outrageous it sounds. He's like, if I included things that were true, who did he make this? Yeah, Mel Gibson made this. He That's why I brought him up. It? Yeah, he's not in it. No. Oh, I thought he was in it. No, with, no, his um, film in that he directed it. It yeah. changes the movie a little yeah. bit. But and okay. and there was like um he was I forget one all of the talk shows he was on. Um I think it was Kimmel. Uh or no, it was Colbert because he's a Catholic. Um but basically he said, you know, when there's always been since the Passion of the Christ came out, 
him wanting to do the resurrection. Um, and, uh, it, it was funny because I was like, Oh, I saw passion of the Christ. I'm okay. I feel like it'd be a really, I don't know. It'd be, it maybe would be interesting to see like his follow up, but passion Col- of the Christ too. <laughs> w- well, the res the resurrection, the resurrection, um, <laughs> but just slapping the, just, yeah, just, yeah, just, just Hollywooding it and putting a two on it. Passion of the Christ too. <laughs> too passionate for you. <laughs> That's good. Too passionate for you. <laughs> SJW. Um, uh, but it. W- Stephen was like, the resurrection. There's not much to it, right? That that sounds like it. It's kind of a passive film. And then Gibson was like hinting at what he would do with it. And he's like, well, remember, remember what was what Jesus said he was going through during the time of I was dead to I've come back. And then and then you watch like it dawn on Colbert. He's like, oh, he went to hell. Oh, holy shit, he went to hell. And it was like, wow, like watching a Catholic freak out about, I didn't think you were going to do it. I didn't think you were going to like depict hell and like show. And it was almost like, it was almost like hearing Mel Gibson be like, I went to Noah. I watched Aron- what Aronofsky did with Noah. I kind of want to do that for the resurrection. I haven't seen Noah. It, does he? Hey, I, I'm not trying to. I really am not trying to push any sort of like religious anything. Um, Noah was. No, I thought Noah was great, and it was funny because I thought I, one of my closest religious friends who baptized me because I was going through a phase in in college where I was like, you know what? I just want a complete restart. I want to be baptized. I want to be baptized by somebody I love and trust and respect, and. Uh, and uh, we went to like a drainage ditch out in Iowa, which sounds like gross and very unsanitary. Yeah. You but say drainage ditch, and I imagine like one here of those in LA sticking out of yeah, like, here in LA, absolutely not. But it's like a true ditch, like a really just like almost moat like ditch that um, has water in it that was like placed there and like rainwater collected. Um, I, I swear it's more sanitary than it sounds because almost everyone's going to compare it to a drainage ditch out here. Um, but it's clean out in Iowa and um and uh he baptized me out there and um and he saw Noah and he's like I thought it was amazing I thought it was like somebody actually trying to answer the question what would it have been like to be Noah um and he he was like I acknowledge that there was a lot of liberal uh, like there was a they did a very liberal approach to the Bible, but it was very interesting. I think one thing that you would like, it's open at the very beginning of the movie, the very beginning. Um, the um, the family, Noah's family is gathering berries and nuts mm. and, uh, and leaves. And uh, they see you far off in the distance and they're trying to keep their distance from this party that's trying to bring down an animal. Um, they're asking, Father, why don't we do that? And uh, Russell Crowe, in the most simple way, says a creator creates, he doesn't destroy. And it completely legitimized being vegetarian mm. uh, in the eyes of the God. Was Noah vegetarian? That's you good? Well, because I just... I think with Old Testament, I mean, once Jesus shows up, he starts giving everyone fish. Um, then then it you know but i think i don't know if any mentions made of of food in the old testament so someone knows better but i thought it was at least very like it was a cool, cool shot across the bow it was yeah. like 
listen, if we really want to talk about how God would approach the earth, um, it we wouldn't be eating animals. We wouldn't be eating sentient things. Um, and so, so I thought that was I thought that was a really interesting take. Um, they even had these like golem creatures, these like giant rock ancient things um, that. I was like, I asked my friend, I was like, was, was that in the Bible too? He's like, yeah, it is. And it's not quite like how they showed it, but it's also not, not like, I mean, this is the Bible. It's, you can, you can. There's no pictures. You, yeah. You, <laughs> yeah. You can treat it as like real or not real as you want. I'm not arguing any one way or the other. Um, but he was like, yeah, the watchers were angels that were told to um, observe the earth and not interfere with it at all. And there was a point after the original sin where the watchers were like, ah, they're making, they're making too many wrong decisions. We need to intervene. They defied God when they came to earth. Um, their wings left them, and basically they became covered in the earth, and they, became, they went from these like celestial stardust beings into just these rock things that move really slowly and 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 um are are almost like just old old creatures and not really vibrant at all and they and it, it was like a almost weird like lord of the rings way in which they are the cavalry at the end without giving away too much but definitely watch it because it was it was really well done and like I'm not I'm not religious not religious, definitely spiritual, but not religious in any way. That made me went. That made me go, "Holy cow!" I feel like if Aronofsky or someone like Aronofsky did more biblical stories, I would watch them because mm-hmm. it was just really well done. But oh yeah, but what I <laughs> I guess where where this went was yeah. uh, so Mel Gibson would depict hell, and then. You mentioned Noah. Does do they depict heaven or hell in Noah, or it's just more like a like no, oh you went yeah, you did that yeah yeah it would be like a oh I want to see I want to see somebody who feels like they are committed to the text mm-hmm. do like a big scale Hollywood production of it and not and like really tr- really really try to like make a statement to. And not not have it all just be about suffering, which with Mel Gibson, and they pointed that out. They talked about they talked about the Passion of the Christ, Apocalypto, and now Hacksaw Ridge, which is like the 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 main characters always are like just enduring this like in, intense amount of suffering, and how that's like a larger commentary on like uh, Gibson's relation to the media, um, the industry. And maybe his faith in a little way is just he's enduring a lot of suffering. And I always forget that he directed stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And and it looks visually great. I mean, the trailer just made me go on not subject matter alone, just visually looked really good. I was like, God damn, like this guy. Um and and then Colbert didn't really let him off the hook about hey man, you said those things, right? And it and and they both kind of like he wasn't running away from it, but he was really kind of twitchy. Um, but I, maybe that's just how his demeanor is. But he was very, um, he's very like, I don't think I'd ever judge anyone on their worst day was what he was trying to say. And he was like, I was having a breakdown and I was drunk um, and I made an off 
comment remark and uh and he's like and i apologize for it uh i i don't care really one way or another if if he's let off the hook i i don't feel like the one that should be uh shaming him um i don't know i i understand his plea of like i swear i'm not yeah what everyone i don't quite remember what he said but i that's a cool any semi remarks which when you pit it against um his devotion to god is like yeah you could be getting it twisted or you could have it exactly right again i really don't fall on either side of the fence (coughs) but yeah that was a very interesting digression um but kind of talking about things to come and and uh, things but the the biggest thing that i've been wanting to ask you partially so i can take a break talking even though i could have stopped talking at any point um and and more just like more more i'm just interested to hear now um what was it like to go to the protest you did not go to the big one yesterday i did not but you did go to a protest yeah which i i do i similarly feel bad for not going but I also, they clearly didn't need me there. Yeah. Because it was large enough. Though I. Was that, I, I was that larger than New York? Oh, I have no idea. I th- I thought I saw I'm, someone say that, but the picture didn't look like it, so I was confused. Yeah. But it was there's big also enough. a lot of issue big with enough. the numbers of all of that. Yeah. But it was certainly big enough. Yeah. Um, but I went the night before, <laughs> uh, which <clears throat> just felt like I had to do something. Uh, yeah. And I also had to like make it clear that when I was done, I could feel good about doing it, but it I didn't fix anything. I went and I, you know, I was there, but that doesn't fix anything right immediately. <clears throat> uh it's just making people aware. So feel good, but don't be done. Um, um so, so when you say aware do you mean in the eye of media did you feel media like in you the were world? did you where did you, where did you go uh downtown los angeles okay uh that's that is the, that's part of the issue is that there uh there's no clear organization of what to do uh a lot of frustrated people. Uh, it was very positive. Uh, everyone was pretty chill, real cool, though also frustrated with the world, uh, which I get. I'm right there. Uh, but, uh, like, it was funny because we took the train there and we got off at Union Station uh, and I had signs. And so people would kind of look at us, but not in a weird way. It was super positive in that, like, we'd be walking around wondering, okay, I'm assuming it's happening at City Hall. So as we were walking, people would be like, yeah, they're over there at City Hall. Like, yeah, you guys are heading the right, like, guiding us and helping us and being super positive about it, which was cool. cool. Um, But again, not super organized in that we were marching around the streets, started off in the back got to the front and realized there was no clear point to where we were going. Yeah. Uh, other than not where the cops are blocking us off. Because they were... Where'd they block you? They Like, it wasn't like, oh, they're, we're going to block them up ahead. They were just 
Like they would follow us, uh-huh. drive up ahead to a street, and then kind of stand there and block us off, which would force us to turn onto another street. Oh, so there was to... certain streets they were like, not here. It, I don't even know if it was that other than just like, we're going to try and stop this. So like it, it kind of stop let us... Stop or divert? Did you think you were being diverted or did you feel like you were being stopped from just, just, just they were just I putting up like a block every once in a putting while? Putting up a block, not to like be violent or anything, but in the hopes of like, or not even the hopes, just like the basic requirement of we don't want to stop you, but it is our, it is our job to be here and okay. hope that you go home and be safe. Okay. So it wasn't like a scary, threatening like kind of right. thing. It was just like... Yeah, we because I know um, from other protests, uh, I believe Charlotte, when there was protests happening there, the police were told, you don't let them. No, 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 Derek, don't speculate. I, I think I remember hearing um, that that police are trying to protect expensive places yeah um so if you were downtown did you feel like they were diverting you away from say trump tower from you know there there isn't a trump tower in downtown is there because i i before all of this looked it up on yelp and there's a trump golf course in down in like long beach but there's no trump i thought he was at least building one there's Trump, isn't there? Oh, I've I, I know definitely New York. I know definitely Chicago. Uh, I know definitely Hawaii because I saw one there while I was there. <coughs> now um, I feel like a complete dunce that I can't say that. Well, no, because I I also kind of assume like yeah, there would be some here, right? Unless, I mean, it's also possible it wouldn't come up on Yelp. I mean, why would unless it was a hotel? But um. It was, I don't know, it just felt more like uh, we're just going to move to this other street until we kind of got pushed out of downtown, at which point we realized uh, they'll move. We just have to, not, like, the we would walk toward them, and then the chant was either peaceful protest or yeah. hands up, don't shoot, and everybody put their hands up, in which ca- the, and then as soon as we got, I guess, close enough, they would just clear the path. The police would. The police would. And oh, okay. would just continue walking through hands up and be fine. And then we headed back to uh, City Hall. So it was... Uh, well, I guess there was a point where we were almost forced back onto the freeway. This was after the... Forced time. back onto the freeway. Not, well, not back on, but like there was the first night where people had got onto the 101. Right. Uh, and then uh, the night that I went, we were blocked off. Pretty much at every corner other than the freeway entrance. Yeah. Uh, at which point, that's when they were, they were like blocking there and kind of held out their nightsticks. And like, okay, definitely not this way. Uh, Interesting. And that's where we kind of realized okay, the move. So did you want to be a part of a protest that took place on a freeway? No. That, I don't know. That, no. Because that no? seems... Because uh, I feel like with group mentality... If it started going there, I don't know. You just I don't follow. know. Yeah, because yeah, I, I, I started to follow, but it was like, no, yeah. if there's another way, and when then another way found its, you know, opened, uh, in, well, behind us, not yeah. in front of us. Because uh, I would just be really, if there was a, if they, 
that's where I that's about because to be a part of something organic of just like we don't necessarily have an agenda of where we're going to go our route. Um, we're going to feel it out and we're going to try and cooperate with police and and just move if we need to, but exist as a unit. The second that some if they didn't announce from the beginning that they were going to go on the highway, I I don't I don't know if I had to place myself in a scenario, I wouldn't want to hurt the group by starting to break away and be like guys this isn't a good idea we shouldn't go on the freeway because i i think that's a that's not just a questionable tactic i think it's ineffective to go on the highway i think it it hurts the cause more yeah i think the and everyone's the yeah the intent to to shake people out of their routine of and 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 being in transit from your routine point A to routine point B, like all you're doing is being like, "I'm late. I was going somewhere." You're just upsetting people. Mm-hmm. Like I don't, I don't know how frequently that happened in the civil rights era, mm-hmm. but the whole point was that. They just were not going to be denied the right to protest. Yeah. I think we're in an age where that is being a preferred method because it will get media t- attention, but it's also I don't it. It just seems very like um, you're trying to shake people up mm-hmm. and not just be heard and not just be seen. You're trying to shake people up. Um, and make a stand and, and feel like it doesn't, it doesn't feel like, I don't, I think I've, I've said it already. I don't think it's a tactic that actually helps. Mm. Um, and it's interesting that you, you said that I'm not sure. I don't want to paraphrase you. How'd you say it? That nothing, you didn't do anything. You just were a part of it. Mm. Yeah, and, and, but it was definitely at that point that I felt like uh, I'm certainly not a leader, but if no one else is going to guide this, I'm, I want to help guide this as much as possible. So I had to like I you would that, go to the front. Yeah, well, at that point, I yeah. was in the back and had to kind of we, had, without saying anything, I was trying to like quickly move up to the front to help guide it a little more. Uh, I felt like I I did a little bit. Uh, and you felt like no one was telling you to fall back or anything like that? No, just because it's... Well, well there was also, like, uh, once we did start to head into downtown, mm. uh, people would, like, yell out, go right, go right, like, to try and help guide where to go. And yeah. I'd, like, there was a point earlier where I heard somebody say, Pershing Square. So uh-huh. I tried to guide us back to Pershing Square. Interesting. And I, and I said, right, right, Pershing Square. And that slowly started to trickle a little when somebody else yelled no union uh uh city hall city hall oh wow and i was like okay that's i i don't that's fine with me either way interesting I'm not gonna, i i was just pointing us to where somebody else was going so yeah then yeah we went to city hall interesting um you t- you mentioned to me uh you said it was positive mm-hmm also uh that being said about the freeway from what i've heard about the freeway a lot of people and then also a lot of cars that we uh, walked past were honking and giving high fives and getting out. And oh, so like, they were yeah. supporting. Yeah. Good. Good. Uh, though there was a... 
uh, it wasn't a scary moment, but an issue moment of a driver being mad and then kind of zooming a little bit, and people were like, "What the fuck?" and started like kind of panning on the car, yeah. but then walked away. Yeah. Um, so that was an uncool moment. From you didn't did you have any Trump people? No. Roll up? No. No, there was no no <coughs> Trump people there. Um, and then did you see anything you thought was uncool? Uh, or uncouth. Uh, people tagging. Mm-hmm. Uh, they they were tagging on like construction areas that were were at some point are going to be taken away. So I was like, okay. well, that's not cool, but it's not like sounds like the nature of tagging anyway. Yeah. Not not, not like angry I'm tagging mm-hmm. on something. Though that... I did want to like I wanted to call it out, but. Also felt like, well, I mean, that's probably a similar... Like, I, I hate to compare it to the Berlin Wall, but the Berlin yeah. Wall was also tagged Tag on. to shit, yeah. Yeah, out of, you know... Uh, but then as we were marching back, I didn't witness people tagging it, but there were, like, statues that were tagged on that were, like, FDT and stuff that were... I thought, yeah. like, sure, but not, not on... The good stuff. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah. Did you did you witness the... Were the cops not there at points of tagging? Uh, No, because it was like... It, I can see why these people were either... Uh, either like angry tagging or like, all right, I'm going to be here, but I'm also going to take advantage of my cover. Yeah. Yeah. Which is, which okay. is also like... Well, I don't, I don't know what to do in this situation. Right. Um, and Chris was with you, correct? Chris. Yeah. Chris and Desiree. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, oh, wow. And Desiree was there. That's cool. Mm-hmm. Um, <sighs> Another short but tense immediately moment was one of the chants that somebody tried getting started. It didn't take off very well. It was uh, Black Lives Matter. Really? Somebody... somebody Chanted Black Lives Matter and uh, uh, Black Lives Matter. Uh, one person in front of me yelled it. Another person slightly off to the side was like, "All lives matter." Oh shit! And then immediately, the the this uh, girl in front of me like fucking snapped back with eyes. Black Lives Matter. Oh that god! Was the end of that. And then the chant just didn't even, like didn't even try going again. Oh god! Yeah, I imagine like. Ugh. Like, if no, there's infighting you're... within the group, and that's like a larger, to me, that was like to talk about uh, what the experience was for me. I walked into it thinking Clinton had it. Yeah, same here. Same like here. really had it. I mean, um, that's why I bought those Doctor Strange tickets. I yeah, I um, that's why I made plans for arrival. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't think she had the chance at um both the polls and um just people i would meet that like my god i was at a party i told you this already but i was at a party where a girl from back home um came out to visit out here in la and she said yeah i talked to my dad um he's thinking that it's gonna be the first 50 state sweep of a candidate um for hillary sweeping i was like uh, okay all right 
I I could see a historic like taking of a number of states, and it almost was in the completely different <laughs> direction. Um, but yeah, I I didn't think it was going to be that, and it sure looked like on Trump's face that he didn't think it was going to be that. It either. seemed all so downhill for him. Yeah, yeah, and oh uh, suddenly he realized I I can't just sit in Trump Tower. Um, in my underwear, tweeting anymore. Yeah. I can do it from the White House, but um, and then, so I lived in the shock, and it's funny because I showed you Chappelle's um, skit of election night. Yeah. Um, which, if you haven't watched SNL yet, for the sake of just watching the return of Chappelle, and if you're a fan, Tribe Called Quest, it is so fucking good. It's so good. I miss Dave Chappelle so much. Yeah. He's just a cool motherfucker on it. He's just so cool. And it makes you go, oh, your point of view. Like, you were there at like a, I just think a really <sighs> bankrupt time in in the like early to mid 2000s. Mm. Like at a time where culturally we were just really bankrupt. I don't, I don't know if it was because I was younger and I was missing some stuff. But with the just apathy of of Bush, just Chappelle was like a light during that time yeah. to me. I and, and love Chappelle show. And and then to and then to like be like, oh, where's he going? And hear the story of like him going to Africa and being like, what? And just being going away f- forever. I was like, no, no, you can't do that. <laughs> ah, you're making me sick. Um, and so to see him return, it was fucking awesome. But that sketch in particular of election night, every white every white actor in that said something that I heard at one point and made me go, Yeah, that's how exactly how this was. And I and since I'm not black and can't speak from experience, but to I just wonder if that's how the way that Dave Chappelle and Chris Rock were in it, mm-hmm. if that's how, you know, uh, minorities in general, but especially like, let's say just two black men were like, yeah, like I'm not surprised and I'm not, I'm almost not even, the world's not ending for me because I've already been through shit like this. This is new for you guys, um, but it's not new for me. Like that, that was an interesting like point of view yeah. to, observe compared to my own because there was plenty of um i'll say white people um feeling like the sky had just fallen yeah uh funny because i oh, <coughs> it was so bad and that uh and plenty let me let me also finish the sentence oh, yeah, and plenty sorry. that didn't feel like that felt like the messiah had returned um but also just a complete complete meltdown but um I, yeah i don't how, how did your families feel what did your? Uh, well, for, first, I felt bad because I had like Tuesday evening mm. recorded a podcast, the Todd mm. Glass Show, mm. which was very positive and upbeat about a first woman president. It was a lot of like, well, like, like they were Babe Ruth in it. Yeah, like, and I afterwards I thought, oh my god, how are? I don't know if I can. If I were to listen to this, I don't know how I would listen to this mm. uh, because it's so hopeful. And yeah. to, then to listen to it and then know, like, that's not the outcome. Yeah. Uh, and then 
immediately after is when they started watching the election results, and I had uh, seen Iowa go red. <laughs> don't even, don't even, Aristotle. Oh, I know, but in that moment, I thought of you. I was like, oh my god, poor Derek. Yeah, like that. Yeah. God damn it. Yes. Um, but uh, um, I sorry. I don't. I don't even <laughs> feel like I fully got out what was that. When you started to see states that you thought she had go was when you, I need. I wasn't even sure what states she had because much in a. I mean, I guess not to the extent of Chappelle. I knew America was racist. Yeah, obviously. Yes, I in a sick way, and but not like in a. Well, I guess not a sick way. One of. I don't mean it to be one of my favorite things, but one of something I did often mm-hmm. was look at Donald Trump's tweets, yeah, and then looked at who replied to try and gauge the world, yeah. Uh, and there was a lot, a lot, a lot of awful things and people on those threads. So I knew, yeah, I knew there were they were out there, mm-hmm. but. Uh, I hate to make it such a nerdy reference because it feels like it's diminishing how do it. Real this is, it is. Meltcast, but 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 it's also Meltcast. Uh, if like the easiest way to, I, not the easiest, God damn it, the best way to explain it is like in a Captain America mm-hmm. Winter Soldier, yeah, when they're in front of um, Zola, and you find out that Shield is Hydra. Yeah. It's like, oh, I knew there were bad apples in there. I didn't yeah. know the entire thing was yeah. a bad apple. It's it's interesting because uh I I can't remember if I've said this on the show before, but um to go off of what you just said, there was a um customer that's come in here who is an immigrant from Russia and said, I've been a part of the society of a fascist and you don't want that here. Mm-hmm. He said the issue where everyone lost their minds, where he says, Hail Hydra, mm-hmm. I, being an immigrant from Russia, read that issue, saying, understanding it to, to be a commentary on why you guys should not vote for Trump. He's like, I have no say in this. I can't. I can't do anything about it. But I will tell you that issue is a commentary on the rise of fascism in America and anyone that is freaking out saying, no, that's contrary to the character they, it was created as a means to fight, you know, Nazi rule. Mm-hmm. Um, and the characters would be rolling over in their grave. He said, I actually think they are respecting Captain America's relation to America. And if there's a rise in fascism, at the time that these comics are being written, I would expect it to reflect that. Mm-hmm. So it was very interesting to hear him talk about that. Um, and yes, I also knew that there was racism, that there was misogyny. I knew that that was, we we know that to be true. Um, and I, I, you mentioned Iowa. I oh, yeah. Sorry. The sec the 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 moment shit got real for me, results were coming in, and Iowa's results um, 
I, I was checking on Google Maps and just uh, Pauline was finding CNN online. She was like signing up with it just for like a trial account for the day. And uh, and amidst my just randomly checking Google, um, I watched Iowa go from blue to red and I lost my fucking mind. I was like, no. That's not no. There's and and then I looked and there was a lot of counties that hadn't reported, but the thing I knew about my home state was, and that's when I was like, oh shit, was that what had been tabulated and why it was blue in the start was because the cities got in mm-hmm. their stuff faster, and the rural was coming in, and when after the fact, my friends from back home. Um, showed me a map of how it went. My home home uh, was blue, was mm-hmm. was one of two blue dots in the state. Yeah. The rest was all red. And I think from that point on then when it just rolled out that he had won it all was I sat in silence for like 20 hours. Pauline was trying to like lift my spirits so much. And with her being foreign... Mm-hmm. To her, she has some stake in it, but it's it really was me going, I know this shit existed. And the sad part is, now that we're on this end of, of, the, of the election, now that we're recording this at a later date than the day, mm-hmm. Clinton walked away with the popular vote. Yeah. So it is still a lie to say that the majority of the country supports a bigot a misogynist you know it's a lie it is a lie to say that but the overwhelming amount is disheartening Mm -hmm. uh it's also like now there's there's all these petitions and articles out there about california splitting off from the u.s cal exit cal though but uh, I don't know if you've seen this. The LA Times put out a uh, very interactive map of California to see how it voted, uh, and there are large swaths of red. Of course, there are. Which uh, and is I didn't know until I moved here. Mm-hmm. Orange County is Jesus the, Christ. Yeah. Though An- Anaheim this year is uh, historically more blue than red, but oh yeah, yeah, yeah. you're right, you're right, but. Uh, like it's a, I mean I don't know how accurate it is, but it's a very detailed map mm. where you can zoom, 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 zoom mm-hmm. to where you can zoom within like five blocks of meltdown, and mm-hmm. there are fifty people that voted Trump. Yeah, yeah. Within these few blocks, <laughs> uh, and that's one of the, that's one of the things that I, I think uh, why. <laughs> Why the joke of SNL was that white people were just losing their mind, um, the ones that thought that Hillary had it in the bag, was two two reasons. One was that you you um, how, how do I phrase it? That you were so ashamed of yourself that and and I that's why I just sat with it because. When when home went red, not my home town, not my home county, but when my home state went red, that became real for me. And then when I saw the photos of Trump 
HQ, and they're all. I talked to Cliff about it today um, because because I I had him. He was reading my um, post that I did on Facebook, um, and he said yes, yeah. He was in he was in agreement with me, and he said they all looked like the um, the eighteen year old, the twenty year old um, equivalent of American Psycho. That they just all look like Patrick Bateman, mm. and I took it as they look like me. You know, they look like me. I mean, I am a hipster. I do have a five o'clock shadow. I have pretty scraggly <laughs> hair. I do look like Whereas Waldo right now as we record this. So they don't exactly look like me, but they look like me. Mm. And the hardest thing was was that I didn't know what to say. I didn't know what to do. I was silent so much so that it was like I I sort of snapped to at one point when Pauline had been asking me a question three times and I just wasn't responding because I was like, Christ, I didn't think it was going to go this way. And why did it was, what does this mean? And I was just processing it. And the, in this, in this weird masochistic, but hopeful way, I went to Facebook to see if I wasn't alone. Mm-hmm. And that that night and the night following was one of the biggest shocks for me because I thought I was going to see if if home voted for Trump in the larger majority even though again I came from the only blue dot really in Iowa if home did that I thought okay now I'm going to see the Trump people come out of the woodwork. And I did see, I, I, I'm honest to God, I think I saw three people and all three of them either wrote, awesome, let's make America great again. Or, woo, go Trump, yay, finally. Um, or, uh, none of them, it, 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 was, it was sad because I, I, I wanted, I did. I wanted them to be shitheads and then be like, see all you liberal fucks like that. I want, I, I did. There was a part of me that wanted that to feel ratified to be like, see, they are. This, yeah, yeah. The, this shit happens and that didn't happen. Mm-hmm. And that, and I think I could have walked away and been like, Hey, you know what? Maybe it's, but then what happened was there was a slew, slew of posts from people that were deeply offended Hillary didn't get it, that it brought out of them. I, I try to give them the benefit of the doubt, not use this word, but truly the ugliness of the far left. Mm-hmm. And that was the most, when I saw them reacting the way that they did, it, that was when I felt like I had entered this uncharted territory where Trump aside, Trump aside, like in all of the just now wild card factors that will be all of the things that he's built his platform on. And I preface this with, he has to atone for so much of what he said in this election cycle. That aside, I had no idea of what was really at the heart of some of my most hard left 
friends, what their true nature, you know, what their true, I thought I knew them and the way that they reacted election night just completely made me rethink otherwise. And I, yeah, I, uh, did you have a similar experience? Similar in both parts, I guess, in that I'm guilty of that because I, it took a lot of restraint as we were crossing the street to not go and just fuck with somebody's hat at that oh, that fucking Donald Trump star. Really? Uh, I, I was so, like, God, I wanted to so badly. And then I got home, and I so badly that uh, Desiree kind of had to stop me a little and talk me out of it from going and just, like, Lighting. smashing or keying this motherfucker's car who lives in our building, who has four Trump stickers on his car and a fucking evil, like, not... Well, I guess not evil looking, but like a big old eagle sticker and a Trump flag yeah. on his car. Yeah. Uh, just so mad. And he has since <coughs> he has since removed all of those things. Really? So Wow. I mean, I'm I don't know what that's all about, but I'm not gonna forget that that was there. I'm not gonna do anything about it. But I'm not gonna forget yeah. that what was there. Yeah. Um so I was pretty felt a lot of the bile come up. Yeah. Uh, but also going on Facebook, uh, I've known Latinos for Trumps, for Trump has been a thing. Jesus. Which, is, I've, oh, which I've fucking hated all along. I've never understood that, and I've, no. I've kind of, I've kind of, I mean, to I think to a lot of people who aren't a part of the group, and maybe are, I'm, I'm assuming are a part of the group, are like, why the fuck? Yeah. But I was just sort of like, I never knew who to ask but like what yeah i don't i don't understand the reasoning uh i've you have I've, you found anyone though to be like why do you think this way uh, uh, there you're the, the group interview. he insulted the most yeah there's, like he's insulted everyone mm-hmm. maybe women most yeah definitely but, women <coughs> god you can hear me breaking down <laughs> um but latinos i feel like of, of definitely minorities latinos mm-hmm. the worst so, but you like you haven't gotten to meet anyone that is Latino supporting Trump? Well, well first, <laughs> one of the things that I did read afterwards was yeah. uh, Latino USA is, I guess, the Latino branch of NPR. So I've, I've followed that for a little bit. <clears throat> Not super a whole lot, but just interested. Uh, they put out an article that was interviews with... Latinos that supported Trump, yeah, and asking why and why do you like? Did you care? Do you? How do you feel about what he said? And they were all, I guess, fairly level-headed. But I mean, I still do not understand, yeah, why they would be okay with any of it. Uh, also, going on Facebook, being surprised and so disappointed. In uh, a lot of friends from high school and friends of friends from high school, people from high school. Yeah. That are all Latino. I'm going to say Latino or brown. Yeah. However, I don't know what they all are. Yeah. Uh, Just not caring. Oh, yeah, I didn't vote either. Oh, Uh, oh, yeah. 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 You know, just or like who cares? Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Uh, Get over it. And the fucking... So shocked, disappointed. Yeah. Um, and uh, do you remember? Oh yeah, this all ties back now. 
when I said I went to go see Suicide Squad with yeah. some friends and their cousin was, had like asked me about guns. Oh yeah, yeah. I knew I. God damn it! I should. I didn't want to ask then. I still, I guess, should, don't want to ask. But <clears throat> him too. He wrote this very long, level-headed. Let's be fair. Like both sides, we have to listen to people. I voted Trump because I saw him as a lesser of two evils. At which point, I fucking was so mad because I fucking knew it. Uh, yeah. I didn't say anything. I did unfriend him because that was the straw. It's not mm. like, oh, you support Trump, I hate you. I already didn't like you that much. Yeah, I don't need you. I don't. It's fine. Yeah, I'm not gonna say anything. Yeah, okay. Um, but I fucking knew it, and it. It's 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 in that same way, so maddening that like, God, I wanted him to be more of an asshole in this situation. Yeah. Though, yeah, a lot of like one of the, God, one of his arguments was uh, like I he saw him as lesser two evils, and I feel like this country needs some change. Mm-hmm. Though I know he even said it in another in another post that somebody put on like his wall. Yeah, about what Trump really thinks of the Second Amendment, and his comment was, "Oh, thank God, I thought he was going to change it." That would be a pretty amazing change, wouldn't it? Yeah. If he got rid of the Second Amendment. That's a pretty big change. How do you feel about that change? Yeah. yeah. You fucking monster. <laughs> yeah, I... <laughs> that's interesting. Yeah, I remember exactly whom you're talking about. Um, I, I... Believe it or not, I was... I the the What I told you was, like, I wanted... That was about the only thing that I came into it wanting. The rest, the the whole night, I was just observing mm-hmm. because I knew I knew I was so I was I was. It felt like the ground was shrinking more and more beneath my feet because the more that people came in with opinions that were so they were raw, and I kept having to tell myself, "This is just them reacting. This is them reacting," and it might be the most raw truth that they have inside of them but i'm gonna give them the benefit of the doubt and not think that until the volume of things that i saw so um i have the post that i said on facebook um in a weird way because meltdown almost never has structure um i uh, well not never has structure but like we're so cavalier about it to actually come in with like a prepared thing Mm. I wanted to read what I wrote um, because I think Melcast is weirdly enough has a has a, a reach that my Facebook doesn't, and I I would be interested to um, share it. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to read it, um, and just uh, the wording is directed towards a Facebook audience, and this is me after five days I, I just did it yesterday six days um of of reflecting and being able to to so this is my open letter i feel like i read a lot of people's open letters this is my open letter i didn't think i was going to do it speak my mind part of me just didn't want to part of me thought you have nothing to say nothing to offer i last wrote that i was disheartened by my home state but the truth is I'm so much more than that word. I sat for hours after the election wondering how home had given the go-ahead to a man who publicly called them stupid on the national platform. How stupid are the people of Iowa? 
If racial, sexist, and just outright inhuman slurs weren't enough, maybe the public challenge of intellect would be enough. Nope. The only thing I could do that night was come here, Facebook. Read the thoughts of others, and sadly, that shook me further. My disappointment grew to true sadness when my friends, work associates, and peers started sharing their most raw thoughts. I kept telling myself, this is all just a form of grief. They're scared. They don't actually mean what they're saying until I saw one form of a message enough times. If you're a straight white male, a straight white cis male, you're a part of the problem. And why wouldn't I agree? The photos of Trump HQ came attached with all the articles to follow. Stills of straight-seeming white men adorned in cheap red hats, looking like me, just the opposite of how I felt. I tried tuning it out. I tried to remember my own positions that I was and have always tried to ally myself with the core beliefs of people I call friends. Yet the ways in which I fucked up kept coming in. I'm sorry, but if you supported Bernie, you just gave the presidency to Trump. Thanks for being a part of the problem. If you couldn't bring yourself to vote Hillary, I don't have the time to tell you why you're a misogynist. Only once has someone ever said to me that I'm not the problem. When Philando Castile was killed and I called a friend from home, I told him I hated that we lived in a time where systemic manslaughter was becoming normalized. Hearing the raw audio of Castile's daughter wondering where her mother was being taken caused me to panic for the safety of our mutual friend's son, a black boy growing up in this age. It was the only time I can openly remember having a panic attack after something I watched online. I think the only thing you can do is just continue not being a part of the problem, he said. The words meant something to me then when he said it, but I think they mean even more now. This could all be a really roundabout way of addressing what's happened to me, but to me it isn't. I don't know how many Trump voters I'm going to reach. I never block or unfriend people. I think it's silly to build an echo chamber for yourself. No offense, Aristotle. To those of you who voted Trump and are still here, was this the first time you heard of Philando Castile? If I were to mention Eric Garner, would you know of the injustice I'm talking about? If you don't, please stop reading this post, stop listening to Mel Castri Pono, and YouTube those two names. If you do know them, stop the reflex to say, that happened on Obama's watch. And truly understand the shit will magnify under Trump's presidency, and not just for one minority group. I hope none of you see violence firsthand, because I don't wish violence. But you're now responsible. If you voted for him thinking he was going to change the system, ignoring the fact he never produced his taxes and is being investigated for fraud, you are now responsible for his followers who incite violence. I'm not going to tell you it's cowardly to do nothing while others are oppressed. You already know that. If the day comes when it's placed in your path, you do something. You find it in yourself to say, that's not right. The violence can be said for the other side of the equation the one that has me feeling like I don't belong to any group. I believe the left is as much to blame for Trump's rise, and no one wants to look that in its ugly face. Now we have protesting happening. I think everyone figured it would, and it should. But don't become animals. 
Don't actively look for opposition here or in public. Don't look for an opportunity to heap praise on social media and then take no time to try and find common ground with a Trump supporter. You know you, the proud left, have grown into a demonizing entity. If you're a straight white cis male, you're a part of the problem. If you've let comments like that fly, you truly are a part of the problem. If you think Hillary's loss can be simply boiled down to people are racist and misogynist, that's problematic because people were also racist and misogynist in 2008 and 2012, and the country voted the way it did. What was different this time? She lost Pennsylvania, Michigan, Wisconsin, Ohio, Florida, and Iowa. At least some of these states she should have had. But it's Bernie's fault for hurting the party, right? Never mind the fact that the DNC gave him no legitimate chance. When you bet it all from the very beginning on one candidate, how are you allowing democracy to happen? Millions of people threw their money at him saying, please bring about actual change. And he proved to the DNC he was formidable. And you wonder why the battleground swayed. You can call it hindsight. It might very well be true, but I believe it was evidence. So was her winning the popular vote. But isn't it interesting? We only care about the Electoral College for a brief second after the election and then hope it will work out in our favor next time. I think it's proven too many times. It is bullshit. It was supposed to safeguard us, or maybe more the establishment, from a populist candidate that had wooed the American people. Well, it didn't protect either the establishment or the people this time. So let's just call it bullshit on state levels, and finish it. If you've made it this far and wondered, wait, who did he actually vote for? I will tell you, Jill Stein. And before anyone loses their mind, I voted for her in California. People tell me I wasted a vote. But being that California undoubtedly went blue and Hillary won the popular vote, there wasn't a single way in which I heard her chances. Instead, I looked deep inside myself and said, I cannot support proponents of war. Hillary could have had me. There was very little I disagree with her on domestically, even knowing her relations with banks and careful support of the continuation of fracking. It was everything abroad. Every time she was asked how to handle a conflict in the Middle East, the answer was always something to the tune of, well, that's a complicated question. I don't doubt that there are many complexities in the responsibility of being president, complexities that my 26-year-old working class, comic reading mine couldn't understand. But I cannot stomach any longer hearing that warfare is complex. It isn't. Don't start it. Don't continue it. Don't spread it. If warfare is to happen, hearing one candidate say we need a broad coalition of support from the UN, that it has to be a world effort as to ensure we don't inherit the malice against our nation will always be the way in which I align myself. And I am truly sorry that Hillary couldn't say it. I think she would have been a great president had she been able to publicly ensure that she would do everything in her power to stop U.S. involvement in foreign war. Instead, I voted Jill Stein. I voted to put one drop in the bucket that would be our leaving a broken two-party system realizing there's only one way in which that starts. And if that's considered dangerously optimistic, I could be called worse things. 
to those of you who have made it this far, I hate myself for writing this. I feel complacent in a tumultuous time, and I want to help. This is the only way that I know how. And I felt like I couldn't move forward until I opened my chest and everything lay bare. I don't want to fight in the comments. Please, I only want a few things. If you have allies where most people don't, thank them. If you have opposition, work towards true healing. If you've made a choice, own up to the consequences. That to me is the true equation of how we move forward. And thank you, Stefan Banks. That's it. Nice. Uh, I don't know if you saw, but Killer Mike also voted Jill Stein. <laughs> yeah, I did. I did. And it's funny because the, the man that I just thanked, Stefan Banks, mm. he was the man that I called when Philando Castile was killed. Um, and I, I kid you not, he is almost exactly like Killer Mike, just with not the beard. Like mm. the same demeanor, the same voice almost. It's crazy. Stefan, you should definitely try doing rap because you would be, you would be <laughs> just as good as Killer Mike. But yeah, that interview where the Australian um, oh, uh, interviewer. TMZ. Yeah, I guess, yeah. If it's, yeah, it's TMZ, it's kind of like, well, he, I, he handled it like a pro. But yeah, yeah the source, I was sort of like, oh, I was questionable of the source, but it's like he's <laughs> reliable enough that I'm not going to, I, can't expect that he's going to be talking about something stupid. I I, I didn't expect I, I I I wasn't really surprised by what Killer Mike said. If, if you if you have made it this far in this episode and you're listening to this now, definitely check out Killer Mike's um, response um, post election because it was it was pretty great for him to hear that, or, or it was pretty great for me to hear him say mm-hmm. that. Um, he, he he said to the tune basically. Um, we know that we're a major, um, backbone as, as the black population is a major backbone of the Democrat democratic party. <coughs> if you cannot kind of like what I was saying, if you can't say the words, if you can't even say the words that you're going to be there for us, why, why just because the other person is who they are, do you think you're going to get? Our vote, and then yeah, and then for him to come out and say, mm-hmm. I, I, I didn't think I was going to hear him say I didn't vote. It was kind. It was, was kind of hoping I wouldn't. Yeah, it was kind of. Yeah. If it, it felt like the way he was approaching it, I thought he was trying to get him, like like the interviewer had an inside knowledge that he didn't vote or something like that. And so when he said Jill Stein, I went, oh shit, dude. There's another person. Him and Vigo Mortensen. Vigo mm-hmm. Mortensen was on, um, basically talking about. Uh, the new movie that he that premiered at Cannes that he's a part of Captain Fantastic. Yeah, yeah, which looks amazing. He just came on and did Leonard Mountain. Yeah, it was, it was super good. <laughs> and and he said, "I'm voting Jill Stein mm-hmm. because I'm tired of the of the lesser of two evils." And it's interesting. Um, I, what I just read, there was only two people that they they were. They were nice, and and weirdly, there's the response. I think was more concerned for people, uh, or was the responses were concerned about me, and I didn't mean to write it in a way 
that came off like if somebody read it as like woe is me that's not that's really not what i was coming out it was it was a i've never felt this way before and i have to articulate it and i'm i'm worried about the mistakes we're going to make moving forward mm-hmm. and the comments that that were um that were put up were um two people that voted for hillary saying that they respected me so if that's the worst that i saw then i i barely yeah. saw anything but that they disagreed in um uh voting third party in swing states and i haven't replied yet um i don't i don't even know if i'm i'm going to cuz I, I i didn't really i i am open for a dialogue and i i would like that i i could see how it just devolve and and um but i I really want electoral college to be done, mm-hmm. and I think I, I, really all of us across the board, even if even if you're a Trump supporter, the the electoral college needs to go. He himself has said this. he has said it, yeah. So uh, and he's and he's going to show that he's flip flopping like crazy yeah. already, already. And I so don't much. necessarily think that's bad because <coughs> I. <coughs> I I'm in the reality in which he's president. I hope to God he flip flops. You know what I mean? Yeah. It was funny because during Doctor Strange, like there were moments where I, I like pulled pulled back pulled myself back out of the movie and thought mm-hmm. like, this is an alternate reality. Yeah. That for I real. Am in for real. Like I think about that all the time. Yeah. Except I am in it. I'm in it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm in this theoretical thing that I joked about. Mm-hmm. I live in that reality now. And the thing is is I uh, the what I brought up with with them was they said cuz Iowa is a swing state. Mm-hmm. They're like it's good that you did that but voting third party was where they were like you can't do that. And I the thing that I I I think people aren't really realizing is if if everyone this election lived by that rule mm-hmm. And was like, don't vote third party because it's just going to take power away from the candidate. I think what you would have found had the gun been put to everyone's head and they had to pick one or the other, all of those people that voted Gary Johnson would probably have voted Trump. They probably would have voted Trump. And if that had happened, would we be having the discussion of the popular vote? Mm-hmm. See, it's it's I, Democrats get so worried that they're going to lose Jill Stein which she didn't even have very good return. Not that many people voted for her. Mm-hmm. Not that many people did. I still have com- anybody jo- I'm surprised anybody went for Gary Johnson. Well, yeah, and, he's fucking of- batshit, but yeah, you're right. I think it was just because they were like they were trying to forget his involvement and like just remember the feeling of previous years of like oh, he's closer this year even though some not even skeletons just like him in a him in a clearer light showed that he's he's batshit, man. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I don't mean to reduce somebody to that. But there's plenty <laughs> of examples of him having a temperament. I can't even say it's a bad temperament. It's such a temperament that I don't even know. He would get upset about, I don't know what. Like, a, a, somebody would just answer him a question. I don't even think they were trying to, like, back him into a corner. And he would just respond with, like, this rage that looked... I think it was him trying really hard to make it look like empathy. I don't know. <laughs> a very close friend of mine voted for Gary Johnson, and he he was surprised to hear that I voted Jill Stein, but he didn't, like, scoff at it or anything like that. But I think about that. I think about 
There's people I know that voted Gary Johnson that didn't like Hillary. Francisco's flipping us the bird, but it's okay. It's a bird of love. Um, and I honestly think that those voters of Gary Johnson would have gone to Trump if everyone felt the pressure of 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 vote vote not vote not third party. Um, so we live in the reality where Clinton got the popular vote, uh-huh. and now we have. I I still think this is disastrous. This win. I hope that after hearing my words, no one is twisting it and thinking that I'm already on the boat of, hey, maybe you guys, you cut, you should cut Donald some slack. That's not what I'm saying at all. You need to make sure that he atones 100% for everything that he said, for the hate that he's instilled in really everyone's heart or, or unearthed and then just left with no guidance. I don't despise him. But I do not support any part of what he's done. That being said, the not my president thing is delusional. He is your president. It's like a, I understand the like trying to say he's not my president. My president would have some decorum. Mm. And I get that. (coughs) But to me, it's like. There's things. There's more things you could be saying in protest. There's mm-hmm. plenty more. And for me, it's get, let's let's call it quits with the electoral college. Yeah, like that. I mean, Bush and Gore before should it, have been enough. Mm-hmm. This should have been enough. Yeah. And well, and if it's not, I'm probably I'm gonna be a broken record. I'm almost gonna be Bernie mm-hmm. about things, and I'm gonna say, guys, Bernie we're getting God. we're getting closer to this. We're getting closer to this point where we're about to vote again. What the fuck is the electoral college doing here? Well, still, like I sent you that video from the John Oliver his episode on the electoral college. Yeah, and I was so foolishly confident in Hillary. Yeah, I was like, okay, yeah. I'll, I'll wait for his date. Yeah, everyone we're thought gonna, we're gonna everyone win, thought we'll deal with it. We were gonna he- have to hear the just bullshit of, well, Hillary won the electoral college, but look at look at all the votes for Trump. Like the people have spoken. I really thought that was gonna happen. Mm-hmm. I thought the win was gonna go to her, but I thought it was gonna be the case that he would get the popular vote, and he didn't. And that's why it's almost inspiring when everyone's like, "Oh man, I didn't know our country." There's. I didn't know our country was like majority racists and like bigots and like people that would back a candidate like that. It wasn't, you know. And having a an English girlfriend and talking to friends she's grown up and family and meeting them, they were they were fascinated and they couldn't resist asking me when I went to one of the English pubs. Mm. I I asked one of them, um, uh, one of the uh, uh, strangers at a, a table just men our age um i asked one of them hey, what what beer is that because i finally found somebody who had a dark beer because england your beer selection is really just not great it's just not great it was very disappointing um and it's all pale it's all just pale 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 i needed something dark to drink i needed some like meat or you're something a, you're a guinness guy <laughs> well guinness was about the only thing they had that was dark but i'm talking like a like a porter or like a oatmeal stout or like something mm. And so that was the question that made them go, oh, who is this guy? And they're like, sorry, where are you from? And I said America. 
And they're like, oh, you look Scandinavian. We thought you are Scandinavian. I was like, oh, okay. That's funny because I get uh, called Jewish when I'm in uh, Los Angeles. Um, and and they're like, go Trump, go Trump. And and I didn't I didn't really react. And they were like, oh, no, no, not a Trump. I thought we were – we thought you all were Trump. And I said, no, I'm, I'm Bernie because this was – if this wasn't peak Bernie time, this was like – just about to be per uh, yeah. peak Bernie time, and and they went what an American that's like about to vote for the Democratic Socialist? We're a socialist country. Please come sit with us. <laughs> and I talked with them and I explained it. And they asked about things like Black Lives Matter, and they said, "Don't, don't you see how like to us that just seems like self segregation?" And in a way, their their country eh, lacks some diversity. Um, London's pretty dang diverse, and they have a lot more. Um, they have a lot more uh, um, Middle East immigrants mm-hmm. than than we do. Um, so the, in a way, they like London. Um, it, it's more common to see someone in a hijab or or something um, like that and that we don't have here. And that I when I saw it, I was like, oh man, I, this is like a cultural aspect. I wish we had more of, or like I could see mm-hmm. openly in public. Um, but. Th- the common thing that made them just scratch their head is they're like, we don't get the electoral college thing over here. It's one voice, one vote. And we have multiple parties. Mm -hmm. And the thing was, is that uh, the, for anyone that doesn't know about what their parties are over there, the main parties that they have, I'm pretty sure they have multiple ones, but the main four that I heard was conservative, uh, which could be, viewed as like a Republican um, labor, which could be viewed as Democrat, a Green Party, which I'm sure is similar to our Green Party, and then UKIP, which isn't quite libertarian. It's not a perfect analog for libertarian. It's where I imagine Donald Trump would have gone had we had a multiple party Mm. system that Nigel Farage, who was at the forefront of that, was, was viewed by the majority as a lunatic that was ta- trying to tap into people's hatred and and it was because there was three candidates that are like you're you're insane and you're full of hatred and some of them agreed with him a little bit and were probably veiled about it it was easier for him to be discredited mm-hmm. and and then he was put on blast after Brexit being like okay you know, the promises you made on our buses, when are we going to see those promises fulfilled? And he just got the fuck out of Dodge and was ousted. And then the woman that replaced him was ousted very quickly, too. So it's just a party that can tap into people's hatred. But, like, because there's multiple parties that are like, you're crazy, it's just easier to do that. But because we had only two, it was easy for one to be hijacked and just just swell those masses of people because that's the only option that we had in a this or that scenario. So moving forward, before, before 2020, I want to see a majority of states being like, look, we can't have this popular vote shit. Mm-hmm. Like, we can't have the Electoral College... Um, fail us again because it's a failing and it's really it wasn't a part of the founding father's vision it came later 
And it's becoming clear to me that when you have battleground states, when you have that, they get out. They get all of it. You, yeah, and it's and it's like it's a way for the establishment to be like, this is how we approach these states, and all that matters is I get one percent more than my opponent in that state. And you can go to Iowa, you can go to Michigan, you can then go to Texas, and you can then go to California. And you can change your tone, the way you address yourself, the way you present yourself based on that. And as long as that state is seeing you in the light that you believe that they should see you, you can change the next week because you're going to a different state. That's my phone. And if we strip away the Electoral College... I don't think a Donald Trump will happen again Mm-mm. because then you have to be on your best behavior because you're not trying to win over state by state week by week. It's the entire nation. Yeah. Well, that's why like I, I put so many, you know, <coughs> like, I don't know. I really, I really liked that John Oliver episode. I should yeah. post that on our Facebook. Yeah. I want to, re- uh, I want to rewatch it now because he, I feel like he had a, he absolutely had a valid mm-hmm. point. That we always get mad right now. Yeah. Like, we are yeah. mad right now. But that yeah. doesn't count when it should. Yeah. Because it's, it's all in the process. The machine is churning. We have yeah. to do it when there's and, time. And the thing is, is, like, this is the most, this is honestly the most rife moment. Mm-hmm. It really, truly is. We have the past experience of seeing Gore lose and Bush win and the fallout of what would be the Bush years. Mm-hmm. We have that. We have that under our belt now. We have Clinton, pissed off Clinton voters that I think it's really hypocritical and needs to, we can get over this hypocrisy and I don't want to spend too much time on it, but you, you need to see that there were people saying this um, about Obama when he came close with Mitt Romney about the popular vote. We need to remind conservative voters like people during that time that they said that and hold them accountable to you were saying this when romney came close you were saying that and then in this moment donald trump donald trump said it yeah donald trump said that he the president-elect said that there's a number of people and i think we can put aside um that it worked out in one party's favor and just say Maryland's already started it. Maryland has already said on their state level they will acknowledge whoever the popular vote is. Hmm. If the in in future elections to come, if Republican takes the electoral votes, yet the popular vote finishes and it's Democrat or vice versa, they're going to go with the popular vote. Mm-hmm. And that's how it happens. And I feel like that's the only thing I'm going to be con- like concerned. Well, we'll see how the present plays out mm-hmm. with Donald. But moving forward, there's only... I mean, I really want to care about the environment. I do. And that's what sucks most about this is no matter how optimistic I am about... Like, now, I, now I'm trying to force Will into being the reality in which things don't go as bad as we all fear, I'm really trying to do that because it's just the way it's going to... Especially here in California where, I don't know if you read the the senator's letter, how mm. 
and just every, every, pretty much everybody here in California and the even the government level, I guess, yeah. is like, no, we're not going to take your shit. And yeah. I don't know to what extent they can <coughs> fight whatever happens, but they're all like very adamant about like, no, we're going to stay progressive. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Kamala Harris, who I believe. I forgot what she is. Her title is senator or yeah, something. She's senator. She just got yeah. uh, happy. She, uh, oh my god, I've already forgot what she said. But she's very adamant. Like, no, we're gonna we're gonna keep on pace with yeah. our fight against climate change. Yeah, I mean, it's it's, it's he's coming out with this short list now, mm-hmm. and I don't know enough really about the responsibilities of anything beyond um, environment, but. A climate change denier, a man that ignores science. <laughs> it's uh, it's not looking good on that front, and it sucks because of all the things that I hoped wouldn't regress. That's the one thing we can't have any regression about at all, mm. at all. And mm. so I will care about that, but goddamn, if I. I'm not going to be a broken record like Bernie and say, get the fucking electoral college out. Yeah. Get it out. Because that's going to, that is going to eliminate the confine, the confinement of, no, don't vote third party. Because when it doesn't matter and everyone can vote their conscience, mm. it's not, it's, there's no more evidence of, see, third party's stupid because they didn't win any of the states. Yeah. Well, yeah, no shit. But if we're looking at their total, we can watch their numbers grow, and that's all that matters. And it also, I guess, help even though still, like I, I support voting third party. Yeah. Like I, it's, it's like God damn it. That's what's so frustrating about people that voted Trump for change. I'm not a racist. I just want to see some change. Vote third party. Yeah. If you know, if we had a major turnout for a third party candidate, like yeah. Jill Stein, preferably. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that'd be a pretty big change. Yeah. How about we make that change? Yeah. Uh, but it's pretty... I I think I'd, I definitely told the story about the time I voted Green Party and was like, oh yeah. no, as the yeah, results yeah, came yeah. in. Before that, uh, you know, I don't... Maybe it was the... I don't know. I don't want to say I didn't vote for Obama the first time, but there was a... a maybe it was the primary that I didn't vote. Cause I was like, eh, mm-hmm. uh, and it, oh. as that started to happen, I felt the guilt of like not watching results, but just like, well, people fought for my freedom yeah. to vote, yeah, and that feels a little bit like a spit in the face because it's uh, to them. Yeah, uh, there are other things I'd much rather spit in the face of. Yeah, uh, so it's <laughs> real disappointing to see. That like fifty percent of America didn't vote. Uh, yeah, that, and hopefully, you know, you get rid of the electoral college; those fifty percent will matter. Yeah. Right now, you, people feel like it doesn't matter. Yeah. In that case, it absolutely would matter. Right. Uh, I th- I think the I think once we get in a multi-party system too, mm-hmm. um, or even just a. It, there, there's an episode of Adam Ruins Everything about it. Like, mm-hmm. uh, like this is explaining, like, this is what the Electoral College is, this is why it's fucked, and then here's how, here are examples 
in other countries of how they do it and yeah. how much better it would work yeah. here. Yeah, for us, I um, I think what would happen in having multi-party and giving them a chance to talk, I think it's too much a strain on a two-party system to try and be the mouthpiece for so many demographics, mm-hmm. and this would this would spread out the demographics. And and it wouldn't feel so stressed. Like there'd just be more people to represent. And are they representing a majority? You know, in a way that isn't just so taxing. You have to be. I get it. Eventually, you're going to be the the president of the whole nation. But I think the thing is, is that whoever takes the majority can be like, wow, uh, Green Party came close this time. We better shape up on. On reform, if we want, if we want to, you know, continue having voters go our way, you know, I, I think it's just gonna, it's gonna be a true definition of democracy. Mm-hmm. It just is. And the thing, the thing about this election is, I don't feel bad in terms of a um, how things happen democratically. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't have an ounce uh, of of how things happened democratically with the exception of the electoral college but that's been around and and so now and so next year i'll have an issue with how things happen democratically if that's still instilled but this year the sad thing is there was no scandal there was no fraud there was nothing there wasn't like a a questionable florida thing or anything like that there was for bernie and i don't want to be i don't want to i don't want to like I already said that in 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 what I read. That's how I feel. That's all I really need to say because I don't want to really be retrospective in a way that's like a I told you show or, or man or like lamenting about it. I just wanted to present what I felt like was evidence and what went overlooked and was a fallacy on our part because the one thing I feel like wasn't democratic is overloading a candidate with superdelegates mm-hmm. and then having people really support a candidate and just snuffing him out and yeah yeah that was where democracy failed in this election and it's sad that it for donald trump it that was a not a democratic failure it was it worked terribly well and uh it's just culturally disappointing Mm -hmm. on a human level it's disappointing and also like (coughs) it's like that's, I guess, my. I'm hoping to appeal to the electoral college's. Um, oh my god, what am I thinking of? Ego, mm-hmm. in that there's so many, and we're so many opportunities to make history. There was there yeah. there history to elect the first female president. Yeah, I felt like even on just purely based off that. Somebody that didn't give a shit about anything would at least hopefully want to vote to make that happen. Yeah. Uh, and it didn't. Uh, so <coughs> there's never been a history of the Electoral College completely changing their mind and voting for the other party. Let's hope that it appeals to them to be in history books as the first time to ever do that and then decide we're going to do that and then we're going to call it quits. It's going to mm. be our last boom. We're yeah. going to get out of there. And sure, it's unlikely, but, you know, that's how history gets made. Yeah. 
America was made when they decided to split off. You know what I mean? Right. There's like that. That is what also I guess appeals to me about Cal Exit, though. Uh, I'm not. I doubt it. And I would also feel bad <laughs> I, about I leaving. doubt it too. It's also. <laughs> Like, you better you better hope that hmm. like well it, I guess Cal exit no it appeals it's, it's to not, me in that like oh I mean that's that's literally what America did we were like okay right. that doesn't work for us we're gonna split off that's yeah. interesting to me but I would then feel extremely guilty yeah. about leaving behind a nation that is yeah. now yeah. completely racist yeah yeah well I um I think. I think Cal Exit is silly, mm. and I think it would. I think it would. I'm not gonna bid too much. I. It's funny because if I can't tell if you're if you are just wanting to play out that again, like pocket reality in which Cal Exit were to happen, mm. but in a weird. I mean, at this point, anything can happen. It. It. Well, in a weird way, I almost feel like that is the common ground to to a Trump supporter. Is 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 California being so like the whole of us don't align with what the just nation just said we want to exit is 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 almost if you just if you took out a few words and replace them with others is how I feel like Trump supporters see the nation right now is like is them saying we we don't want to as the south secede maybe i'm maybe i'm speaking too much for the south and i've never been and and we don't want to secede we just want we desperately want washington to change their fucking act Mm. you know yeah and and that's almost like california being like we want the nation to change their fucking act you know yeah and and the thing is is I hope I ho- I hope all of all of the people that are a part. I mean, it is a it is a Republican Senate now and a Republican House and a Republican president. I don't. Hydra. I don't. Yes. I I don't know how likely this is going to be the case, but all of the people that were just doing fucking nothing in Congress. And I, what I believe is really what the people that are the core base of Trump supporters, they're criticizing Congress. I don't know why they voted red, but they're the most do-nothing people. And I hope if there's one promise that, that Trump's made, it's that the swamp truly does get drained. I, ho- I hope. I don't, I, don't, I don't believe it. I mean, it's already proven pretty wrong. Yeah, in, in his, what he's chosen. Together, yeah. Um, but it also, oh God, I like because I do. I yeah. I wish Congress would wake the fuck up. I hope that they get scared. Mm-hmm. I hope that they get scared and realize that if if it's almost like if Trump doesn't work, and all of those disenfranchised voters be like this one guy, this one citizen was supposed to go in and say, you're fired, you're fired, you're fired to everyone that wasn't doing their job. If those people lose hope, mm-hmm. I think it's just going to be straight up anarchy. I think it's going to be just straight up. 
that was our last ditch hope. We didn't like that we made that choice. Maybe I'm giving them way too much credit, but I think for some people it truly was difficult to make that choice, and and I wish I could get through to them, but they made the choice of Trump. If if it doesn't work, I honestly think it's just going to be them like being like, let's grab our boomsticks and let's just go to Washington. That's just what I that's what I think is going to be the case because it is really past due for them to do something for the people. It just I mean, is. Revolutions happen all the time. Yeah. So uh, it's also it's what I've been thinking about a lot now more than ever that. It feels like because we have history books, mm-hmm. that history is done. Like, okay, everything's settled, and now we just continue on as always. Right, right, right. Opposed to like, I know what you no, mean. Yeah. we could still do something yeah. to add to that book. Yeah, like, and as much as <laughs> I w- oppose the Second Amendment, that is very much feels now. Mm, more, I guess, required than ever. Not in a threatening way, but just like, I mean, that's what it is to fight tyranny. Yeah. yeah. And that is yeah. what we're living But in. there's also portions of the history book that, um, you know, we, there was, there was a Gandhi at one point in mm-hmm. history, you know? Yeah. And, and a Martin Luther King. And so, I'm not going to be scared by it. I, what a what a weird thing! I'm not going to be so afraid of Donald Trump of the Republicans that I then get a gun that I well, then become yeah. you know, them. Exactly. You know what I mean? But my, well, my my more my point was that people that do believe that but disagree, right? Yeah. Now, lights yeah. on you. Yeah, because no, it's been a thought that's flashed, but it's like, should I just get a gun? Who knows how, if this shit's going to blow up? You know, mm-hmm. that was a thought that flashed in my mind, but then I was like. No, like my dad has always said, you might be trained perfectly with a gun. You might have an instance where you could take a shot and you could do some good. And this is a, my dad was a Marine um, and stood outside the Oval Office. And I try and get him to talk about that time and he just doesn't want to do it. Um, but having a gun and the um, the police shootings in, Houston? Where did they happen in Texas? Oh, I, don't I think even know. I just assume they're Houston. happening. I'm sorry everywhere. to the Texas listeners. Yeah. Um, the the shootings in Texas. There were so many police that said because the public has guns, we couldn't do our job because we didn't know who was firing. Mm-hmm. I think having a gun, you you might think you're doing it to protect yourself, might do it some good. I think it's almost always going to escalate the situation further mm-hmm. in also, a way it's... in a way that being unarmed. And, and trying to talk common sense will do. I also feel like, I guess from my very limited experience with people that are into guns, it's purely out of fear. Yeah. That, like, I also fear those things, but yeah. I'm not... Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know. Like, I would just... I'm not going to accept it lying down. Yeah. I'm going to fight for whatever, but yeah. I'm not, you know. Yeah. I will accept that I will have done this without a gun. It's a, it's a, interesting because, and I, and we're, we're, we keep like digressing. I think it's great. And it's honestly like one of the most, this is one of the most conversations I've, most fun conversations I've ever had. Um, 
I when I read Buddha here, mm. um, Osama Tezuka's Buddha here, I felt like that is such a if you if you haven't read that, I can't re- recommend a manga series better. It's only eight manga books, and there's so many manga books that stretch <laughs> infinitely into it's eight. Um, they're decent sized, and they. And I, I, it's funny because I was like, "Oh, what if they made like a Bible version of this?" And in a weird way, I was like, mm, "I don't, I don't, I don't know about that." that but it was sounds unattractive. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I know. <coughs> and Bible, the comic book. Yeah, exactly, awesome. exactly. But but somehow Buddha worked, and and it made me be able to understand Buddha, uh, Buddhism, in a way, it, Buddhism as a uh, um, spirituality and Buddhism as a history. And it made me understand why um, not kill not killing is a staple of Buddhism through the lens of Buddhism, and it, and it's so interesting because if you compare that to the Bhagavad Gita, um, it says almost straight away in the Bhagavad Gita because the whole thing. Um, if from 18 days with Grant Morrison, um, that's, that's basically talking about the Mahaparata and the Bhagavad Gita, which is the accounting of, uh, Arjuna, the archer, not wanting to do his duty and, and fight in the war. Um, that text says it's your duty, your duty to kill when God is telling you to kill. When, when Krishna is telling you to kill, um, because we're all endless beings in, in their eyes and it's not really killing. If God's telling you, get rid of this incarnation of life. And I was like, holy shit. I didn't realize that I was going to read this in the Bhagavad Gita. Mm. Buddhism, um, as a counterpoint says the second that you assume the other person is going to kill you and you ratify, and you rally, and you get arms, and you say no, and you fight back, is the moment where your experience creates a fallacy. And I think it's interesting if you compare it to Hacksaw Ridge, which we were talking about. If you take arms, and you fight, and you don't take the way of the pacifist, you are missing the opportunity where either, yes, you were meant to be a sacrifice for the world, or you are missing the opportunity where um, the world doesn't allow you to get killed. That the universe doesn't allow you to get killed. And there's one particular point in uh, Buddha where Buddha sat in the deer park and this um, lumbering army rolls up, says, ah, there's Buddha, finally. All right, archers take aim. They try to shoot him with arrows. All of the deer jump in the way. And because life is interconnected, it was life protecting life. And so, you know, that's really going down a spiritual rabbit hole. But I think of that in terms of conflict. I think we're past a point of violence. I hope nuclear arms is not a question anymore as we realize that actually it's the antithesis of what we need, which is to collectively figure out how to get along 
and how to work in terms of energy, in terms of interplanetary work. Mm-hmm. Um, that's it. That's the final frontier. Yeah. Star Trek. It's the final frontier. I was thinking about that too. Like, man, Elon Musk sent us to Mars and we could, at that point, do what you want. Which is why I'm, is again, I'm really trying to will hope into the universe why I think maybe we're not as fucked on in terms of um, uh, the environment and renewable energy is because if we have a capitalist president in and Elon Musk is like, hey, it seems like we're taking a step back. Let's talk as capitalists. Donald Trump goes, well, yeah, I buy what you're selling. That makes sense. Maybe, maybe, maybe. But it will be the thing that's most on my radar in terms of his presidency is like, if you're fucking up the environment, dude, we don't have any time to sit here and squabble about it. Mm-hmm. Um, so on that note, see a rival. See Dr. Strange if you haven't. Um, a number of people encourage me to speak my mind. Mm-hmm. Um, and so anyone who's feeling anyway, even about what we said, because we said so much, I'm sure there's a couple of times I didn't even know I put my foot in my mouth, but that's almost the only way in which learning's going to happen. Yeah. You know, is, it's is, also, I feel like <laughs> it's mostly on my part that I assume most Trump supporters are racists. Yeah. But that's, well, someone needs, I, some, someone needs to also say that. Yeah. Cause I mean, there are a lot of them. Yeah. And I, I, my, my point that I feel real valid in yeah. is that uh, if they were to protest, the non-racists yeah. would literally be standing side by side with actual racists. As far as I know, yeah. there are no racists in our protests. Yeah. I, possibly hiding in there because that's also a thing now. Yeah. Racists wearing safety pins, hiding, uh, mm, yeah. sneaking in. Yeah. It seemed like such an obvious point when uh, the KKK newspaper put out that big supporting Trump thing. Yeah. Like, okay, obviously nobody's going to be on that side. Yeah. Other than the racists. Yeah. Uh, I was wrong. Yeah. But that's also, uh, that's just going on now. Just got a background. Well, I guess that doesn't sound good. Check uh, check your sources. Have reliable sources. <laughs> yeah. Do your part. Yeah, I think... Question everything. Yeah, I, I mean, he deserves it. He deserves for for us to grill him. Mm-hmm. You, you don't... I mean, you don't, you don't get to just divvy up the country more. You claim that it was Obama's fault that we were divided, and you ride the wave of division and further the division. Don't, don't kid yourself. Don't kid yourself. You divvied up what was divisions already, but for entirely different reasons, breakthroughs and technologies that showed us that injustice was going on. That was an Obama's fault. You know, that you don't get to do that and then say, now let's come together. He's, he's at the steering wheel. I don't think it's wrong to say, 
I hope he doesn't fuck things up. And and that's the dangerous thing is the far left, I think, want to see it happen. They want to be like, no, anyone that rode in on the like racist bigot train doesn't deserve to have a presidency where good shit happens because it's too dangerous. It sets too, it sets such an uncomfortable thing for something good to happen. I'm not saying it will, but I'm saying I, I, I've heard it said a number of times by people, pe- people on TV, people in my day to day. I hope we don't implode. I don't know why you would hope for the implosion of America. I don't know why you would. So have the difficult conversations. See them through. The The thing that I've always like, I will, I, I'm, I'm doing it right now. I'll spend hours on it until we arrive at the other side. And I almost didn't want to share what I wrote on Facebook because in a way I was like, that's fucking lame. What are you doing? Why are you sharing what you wrote on Facebook? But it's it's really the one of the clearest ways in which I've sat down and like this is my point and I want to be able to express it and I think everyone I think everyone should and it's and it shouldn't just be done this week you know what I mean it, we shouldn't just be like I would hate to see it's not even a flash though this, in the pan yeah 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 thing. even though even though we deserve to almost be let off the hook and to not think about it. And in a way, I've already done that in going and just getting a coffee, holding the door open for someone, hearing them say thank you. There's ways in which you can go go out into the real world and remind yourself, oh yeah, on a cultural level, no, we're we're not we're not done yet, mm-hmm. you know. So before my voice is completely shot, I want to say thank you to whoever has made it to the end of of this podcast it's been nearly three hours um thank you for listening to the therapy of Derek and aristotle um i hope something has uh rung true and even if uh there's something of complete disagreement um always let me know because uh uh i welcome the fallacy in my my own thoughts because it just means that i'm i'm going to grow Mm. i'm going to have growth if somebody's like hey I don't agree for this reason. And if I read it and I go, oh, yeah, you're right. Mm -hmm. I've just grown. You know what I mean? I've just bettered my, I I haven't bettered myself, but somebody has helped me become a little better. So um, thank you for listening. And we'll talk to you about some lighter things (laughs) next week on Melcast 3.0. Goodbye. Goodbye. Thanks for picking us up. Like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. We're at Meltcast. We occasionally tweet some things. And while you're at it, follow at Meltdown Comics. They're awesome, and you can keep up with all of their sales and events that happen every day.